do 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 do. Bam, we're live. Let me see if I can run this commercial. Here we go. That's the sound of a 360-degree barbell brush by Hybrid Athletics. Actually, that's the Wow, you were gone when I started the commercial. That's actually the sound of Will Brandstetter. Yep. Oh, barbelljobs.com. Is it O'Keefe's birthday today? Is it? I think so. He's a a Pisces? I think he's 45 today. He says he'll be on in two minutes. Good morning, guys. Good morning. 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 There's a phone number if you want to crank call us. I want to thank our sponsor, barbelljobs.com. By the way, listen up real quick. Paper Street Coffee. I know I've told you guys this a bunch. 20% off. Make sure you go to the correct Paper Street Coffee. It's 20% off uh, if you use the code SEVON and you'll be entered to win a barbell if you do it between now and March 27th. I don't know how they do that. How can they give 20% off on coffee? But they do. I don't know if I like this show or I just like the fact that I get to drink coffee every morning at 7 a.m. You know what I mean? Like I could be like, I'm so excited to make a full cup of coffee and bring a, it here. It's a ritual for you now. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's like in the early years, I wasn't sure if I just liked my wife because she had boobs and a vagina. And now I, I know I like her for more than that. But 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 it's got to start somewhere. So maybe maybe I'll start to like this show more. Um, you shouldn't bring up your wife really when I'm on the show because I'm just going to have an unlimited amount of positive things to say about her. <laughs> She is cool. She is cool. Her boobs and vagina are great too. I don't. I didn't mean that as any derogatory way. And that's not. That wouldn't be on the list of amazing things that I would list about her, since I have no experience with that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You're a good dude. Uh, oh, Tyler, we needed you last night. What were we talking about last night? I feel like there was something we talked about where he should have been in the comments railing away. Um, I don't know. There, last night was probably. Some at some points a little bit of a blur when I got a little excited. <laughs> I thought it was one of our best shows ever. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just uh, um, you know it was the third week that we done it with Angelo, so it's yeah. a good flow. And also, I really really thought that uh, Colton cameo in the beginning was was very nice. Oh yeah, yeah. So how that formed was I um, I've been bugging him all week if he when he knows his scores to tell me. So he told me a score this week, and I thought it was the world record. So I was like, oh, cool. I didn't want Colton Mertens on. I wanted the fastest guy in the world who did that workout. Well, it would have been tough to know. I knew about Augustine Richelme's time of 4.15, but I didn't know about Scott Tetlow at 4.07. So, the, uh, so, I, so we had to settle for Colton, but it yeah. paid off, of course, because of that haircut. Holy shit. That's some breaking news shit. <laughs> yeah. No, Colton's, uh, he's, it's always fun to have him on. And he, he was doing good with the talking part. Seems more comfortable in general, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's Even import- That's important yeah. for a podcast, to be good at the talking part. <laughs> it is. That's why you're so good at it. Uh, <laughs> y- yesterday, I had mentioned that uh, Matt Fraser did the interview with uh, um, 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 the Khaleesi, uh, Lauren. Khalil. Khalil. God, oh, even her name has Khalil in it. I think that's why you call her Khaleesi. No, I just I was because more superficial because she's a pretty blonde girl. No, it was uh, subconscious. You saw her name there. You saw the blonde girl, and you just 
made the link. Khaleesi, I just see her walking out of a burning building. You want to have her on the show here? We could invite her on. I would love to. Yeah, well, let's invite her on. I would love to. That'd be awesome. Um, and um, but but then I saw this morning, um, Matt. Also, if you also want to see what's going on with Matt, um, he did an interview that just posted twelve hours ago with Talking Elite Fitness with Sean Woodland and Tommy Marquez. I got about halfway through it. Oh, I think I just saw Matt. Uh, oh no, you're the wrong Matt. Oh, you wanted Matt oh. Fraser? Oh, <laughs> oh, you were waiting for Matt Fraser? Sorry, guys. I, th- I think I think the text messages got all fucking crossed up. <sighs> this is a this is a right Matt as far as I'm concerned. Uh, like that. How you doing, Brian? Hey, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did Scott have a pretty good tournament this past weekend? He had a great weekend. Yeah, he. Um, after the third round was within three shots of the lead. That's the biggest tournament every year in the world. It's the biggest prize purse. $20 million they give away. <clears throat> and it's Scott. not a major. And it's not a major. And this is a, actually a, a relevant uh, thought for CrossFit in the coming years. It's not impossible that an off-season event becomes the biggest prize purse in CrossFit, too. Yeah. I just type 100%. in Scott the golfer. Let's see if he pops up. Scott Stallings. I text uh, Todd. Todd uh, put up something about Scott and uh, just uh, like how he was ready for this weekend. Whatever I said, yeah, because he's got all the best gear, and he said no if he's got the best mindset. He he really he's <laughs> he, he's got he's got, it's such a mental game. It's crazy. We got to spend the the first half of the week with him. Um, I caddied for him on Sunday. Yeah, down there. Uh, he did. Give his caddy a break. Yeah, I, I've okay. been doing that a little bit. I apologize if you've rehashed this experience in another setting and I haven't heard it, but how cool yeah. was that shot on 17? Uh, I haven't talked about it. I haven't talked about it. Sivan, do you, do you know what this is? Oh, no. Paint the whole picture for me. I'm pulling up Scott's uh, Instagram account. Too. By the way, I had him on well, the podcast. Well, I'll, I'll paint the picture while you don't pay attention. Yeah. Okay, no, okay, no. I'm, I'm so... listening. I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> so... The 17th hole. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. The 17th hole at Sawgrass, which is the the course that hosts this tournament. It's called the Players Championship. So the Players Championship is basically the players on the tour. It's their tournament. It's it's all about them that week. And it's the biggest prize purse by light years. So um, I think majors are like 14 million. This is 20 million. But the course is iconic now because it's at the same course every year. And the 17th hole kind of weighs in on um, who wins and doesn't because it's an island green. It's just this green in the middle of a lake. Um, and it's a 155, 60-yard shot that when you have a lead coming in to win the Players' Championship, which is your biggest moment in your career financially, um, you have to hit this like postage stamp green in the middle of a pond. So during the practice rounds, uh, they, the players have fun and let their caddies hit shots there. Um, so I caddy for Scott, and <laughs> we got up there. And there's always people watching. So it's, like a, it's, a, it's a little unnerving for an average golfer when people are watching you uh, in general. Um, and then put yourself in like, you know, it's like put yourself at Fenway Park taking batting practice. You know, it uh, becomes like this, you know, next level thing. But I got to hit a shot there. On Sunday, and I hit the green. Just, I just want you guys to know this. I hit the green. It was hard to, uh, yes, it's hard to tell in the video, but by the reaction, it was pretty obvious you were happy. 
Right off the tee, right off the tee, you hit it. Yeah, over, hit the green. Um, I mean, there are this this hole makes mincemeat of of you know some of the greatest men to ever play the the game of golf. You know, again, totally different circumstances, Um, but it's. um, I hope I I would say I would make there behind you, O'Keefe, because. I hope, I, hope they're doing, I hope they're doing million dollar business deals behind you. Who's um, ever in the room the, with you? The, oh, I got the whole HWPO crew. We launched, so we're all in a room and you're inseparable. Um, grinding, grinding on uh questions and making sure people get into the right place. So how are you guys, I, by the way? I, I'm just I'm just busting your balls. It's not that bad. I feel like I'm on Jerry Springer with this yellow thing down the bottom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is that there? Thank you for pointing that out. Someone has to run the show. I just I, I tried to log into my Instagram. I just got really flustered. I tried to log into my Instagram account and it wants my code and I don't have my phone with me. And so I can't I can't I can't log into it and and and, and show your your shot. Is it on your Instagram, your seventeenth uh, hole shot? It is. Uh, no, it was on. I my think story. it was on. Yeah, I, I think, think it was on stories. Yeah. I, I, by the way, like four weeks prior, I caddied in an event in Phoenix for him, and and there's another like iconic hole there. Is that 16. Basically, they, yeah, they take the 16th hole and they put a, a, a stadium around it of like 40,000 seats, and and it's like people just get rowdy. You gotta you gotta look it up. Somebody made a hole in one there. Didn't um, they just like shower beer on the they course? They just like threw beers on the. It took them like an hour to clean up the hole. It, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's instantaneous. Someone hits a hole in one, and, and ten thousand people just everybody just like shit out on. The, what, what, yeah, whatever's in their hand goes onto the golf course. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, those you are pull two, it up. It's those so have become cool. two like they're they're definitely two of the most famous ten holes in golf. Maybe the top five at this point. Oh, tell tell me sure what I would Google hole, hole in one where hole in one Phoenix open. Is it called the Phoenix open now? No longer it, the waste it's management. A, it's w it's WM. Yeah. It's the waste management open, but I think. Oh, if I play this, we're screwed. We're screwed. What? If I play, just because, you know, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to screw with my video. I'm sure if I put, if I, if I put this up, I'll let the commercial run through and then I'll put it up. Hey, how did you meet Scott Stalling, O'Keefe? So um, through – oh, there we go. We're going live now. Watch this, and then I'll answer. What an environment. (laughs) This is insane. So there's 40,000 people around this hole right now, and watch what ensues right now. This is oh my goodness! <laughs> oh know, wow! It's just raining shit. It, it, it's it, people, and no one now, gets kicked out for ha- that. That's legit. Oh no! And what happens is, is in the morning when the people line up at the gate at like three a.m. because there's only like a very small section of um, public access seating. Those are all suites, and it's 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 like a famous run. It's a mile from the gate. And people sprint from the gate to the seats and they sit there all day. So like that right here, these people watch this. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, Look at the people get so, destroyed who are on the on the field of play. Holy those, shit. Those people in that back right corner there, they've been sitting there now at this point for like 12 hours, and they're probably like 
20 beers deep, you know, like it's just a total frat party. Um, Hey, so anyway, hey, I met, I've no, I've no, I didn't, I had no idea there was a venue like this in golf. It, those are, per, you said those are suites. That's a golf hole inside of being surrounded by hotel rooms. Is that what I see there? No, no, those are like, um, they erected that entire structure for that competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what? Temper, that's a temp. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that'll be up. That takes about five months to build. They'll take it down really quick within like a month. The course will be empty for because it's a resort and people will play it and they'll start building it five months prior to that tournament again. It, it does. It does beg the question why they don't because it's such an iconic venue. Why they don't just start to build some permanence around that because that has to cost millions of dollars to build every year. Um, but. I, you were asking about where I met Scott. I met Scott. Well, I've met Scott prior to the pandemic, but we got close in the pandemic. Um, just being stuck at home, we would do workouts together, send them back and forth. We did a bunch of podcasting together. Um, he's a big fan of CrossFit, had been for a long time. So sure. we would, you know, sort of banter back and forth through um, Instagram. You know, he'd comment on stuff. He knew I was a golfer. Um, and, you know, we did, like, I just, I think like Todd said, Brian was saying that mindset. I mean, I just really love how, how Scott thinks He's such a grinder. Uh, and it's not like you're what you would think prototypical golfer. Um, but you know, the more time you spend out there on tour meeting those guys, there are some pretty badass guys. Like they, they grind, you know, they work out really hard in the gym and it's a mental war to, to do what they do playing for as much as they do the stress that's involved. But, Anyway, Scott's a great guy. When you say you like the way he thinks, what do you mean by that? He just—he's just—he thinks. Um, I, you know what? That's a really good question, and the reason I say that is, is I—I I think I bring it back to what I said before. I don't think a lot of people think golfers think like other athletes in sport, and um, I'll, I'll, I'll two-part that. So, for one, he thinks like you would think a football player or a baseball player or a hockey player or, you know, the best CrossFitter in the world might think, you know, he's just grit, grime, you know, determination, you know, even though he's hitting a white ball off a tee with a collared shirt on. Right. Um, and I'm really aligned with Scott. It's like black and white. It's like do work, um, shut up, let's talk more, more work, you know, um, you know, he, you know, put in an honest day every day. Um, it just, you know, he and I just have a really good alignment on, on, I think life in general. Um, love being around him. I love being around his family. Um, you know, he's just, he's good. He's good people too. Like, I think there's not, um, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I say all the time, good things with good people for the right reasons. Scott's one of those people. Like he just doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody. And, and basically the CrossFit communities embrace this guy because he's, he's down with the protocol. He is, man. Like I, I um, so I, I've gone to a bit, I, you know, obviously a few tournaments um, and I'll probably a little more, you know, just, you know, um, to spend some time. And, and it's a that's a lonely place for those guys. I mean, they travel 30 weeks a year at least. Uh, so, you know, being able to have some normalcy on the road is important. Um, but, dude, he gets after it. Like I worked out with him at the players on Monday and Tuesday and. I mean, I'm like, I'm relatively fit. Like I can't keep up with him. Like he has an engine, like a real engine. Um, you know, he stays away from, you know, well, you know, some of the, you know, traditional, you know, CrossFit stuff we would love, which, you know, 
couplets and gymnastic stuff. Like he obviously is like very uh, caring for his shoulders. But man, like you put a forty minute imam in front of this kid with like calories and on machines. Like I mean, he's up there with some of the best. He's like really fit. Damn. Hey, if that picture behind you was bigger, it would it, it would look like you were sitting there at the at the edge of a bridge. Yeah, could you, like oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, don't take a step back, dude. That first step back's a doozy. Yeah, that's killer right there. Holy cow! I'm <laughs> I would just have to sit here with my like in a half curl with my laptop though for like an hour. Or so I don't know. If and you know what'd be amazing is then it, like right at the end of the podcast, we see someone crossing the bridge coming towards us, being like, "Oh shit!" Like walking across <laughs> towards the camera. If Matt just walked away. Um. Uh, O'Keefe, when when you left um, Wadapalooza, did you have a sense of like um, relief, like you found a piece of yourself that you had given to that place? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't mean that thought. with any negative connotation. No, I just I know, mean that I know, I know. transition usually opens that kind of stuff, you know? It's and, interesting. And, and I was, it was a I was huge part of your life, right? Massive. Um, but, you, you know, in the positive way, yes. Like, you know, it's funny. I've never, I haven't really thought of it that way. And, it, and I, I've been saying this, you know, um, I thought that uh, my, you know, exiting that was going to be an incredible uh, sort of t- uh, detox. Like I was going to, you know, I was going to really struggle with it because I was so attached to it. Um, it's incredible chaos, by the way. And it's, you know, incredibly rewarding when you, especially when you come out of it. Um and I'm sure there'll be some of that when I go back next year, uh, which I will. Um, but yeah, the the biggest realization is what you're you're identifying. It's just like um, I guess when you're so far in something, I don't think you realize you know really what you're in sometimes. And um, man, like that was not going to be a sustainable path for me personally. Like I don't know who can um, because I feel like I have a pretty high capacity and um, had really gotten comfortable with that role, but. Um, yeah, I got, I got, um, I got a lot of good things back and, um, you know, I'm able to really focus on some things that I'm most passionate about now too. Um, yeah, a little piece of you dies because you put a lot of love and, and, and time into something for as long as I did with that. And, um, and it's such a, a passionate, cool community, but, um, I'll be around, like, I'm not, you know, I'll be back for sure. And I just want to see it sustain and thrive, you know? Um, but it's not my role anymore, unfortunately. And fortunately, but I mean, do you, um, this sense of like finding O'Keefe again, I mean, you did, you did, um, what's it called in the, in the relationship world, you did rebound rather quickly. Um, <laughs> you didn't have, you didn't do any alone time. You went straight from girl A to girl B, but, um, I, I bring it up because when I was fired from CrossFit, there was this like, Holy shit, I'm free. Like, like this fucking egg cracked and Godzilla stepped out. It was nuts. <laughs> I, you know? I like that analogy, by the way. That's, I was like, um, I was like a polywog that turned into one of those giant toads with teeth. Wow, that, like, that, they, that, that they don't allow in the, you know, the Calaveras frog jumping contest. There's like those giant frogs that eat the other frogs. They don't let them in there. I turned into one of those. Uh, Dude, the, the, that analogy run right there needs to be clipped <laughs> and put out. That was insane. Did Did you feel this like kind of like 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 
you don't even realize like a like a breath of fresh air. In once again, it's nothing derogatory from where you came from. It's just you give and in in let's tie it to that sustainable part. You know, like um living off of goo packs and being the greatest fucking bike rider in the world is not sustainable, right? Right. I mean, right. it was it like that? It was just you, you were just burning the candle from both ends. Hundred run water palooza. That that is a really good way to to put it is like, you know, it's not, you know, sort of capacity capability, you know, lacking those things. It's just, you know, that's it. It was just like, a, you know, I'm running an ultra marathon 365, you know, 24 seven, um, you know, but, but, but not to say that what I'm doing now isn't going to take, you know, an immense amount of work. I think it's just, um, you know, I think that I don't know exactly how you phrased the question, but I will say that I don't, um, like, have you found I, yourself? Like I felt fa- like yeah, when I yeah, left so, CrossFit, like I yeah. thought it was going to be different than it was. And, it, um, I, I found myself like I, the pieces that I didn't even know that I had lost. Well, so that's kind of it. Like I'm precisely where I should be. Like that is yeah. to me, you know, a finding of myself, right? Like, you know, and I think right. that identification, I knew at Waterpalooza I was leaving. Um, this wasn't an aha moment when that ended, like, you know, um, I you weren't knew, fired. You walked away on your own. Correct. You know, I had it. I knew. In Unless my, you guys made a deal to save face. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that's not. What all right. Happened. All right. Okay. All right. So, You're not chairman of the board, good. are you? Are you chairman of the board over there at Wadapalooza? I don't know. Not yet. Maybe. Maybe. That's <laughs> the, um, but yeah, I think that that was, um, I think that was like a really big part of this for me was just, that's right where I should be. Like I, I, you know, uh, when Matt asked me, uh, if I would be interested and, or, you know, then, you know, him aggressively wanting me to be there, like, it was like, hell yeah, like this makes perfect sense. Um, so, you know, I think, I was sort of at peace going through Waterpalooza, to be honest with you, because I was, you know, I was like, you know, anything that that deals from a chaos perspective was kind of like, all right, like, I really want to enjoy this, uh, be present, you know, remember, I do a great job, by the way, like I, I needed to and wanted to. And then, um, you know, I was just excited about where, where I was, you know, where I'm, where I'm going, where I was going at that time. So, yeah, I think I've, 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 um, particularly in the last couple of years, and I've said this quite a bit, I have found myself, um, I had a really strong experience with COVID. Not, not, I never had COVID, but like just being home more and, um, you know, being, you know, slowing the pace down, uh, being more in control of, you know, what I should be doing and want to be doing. Um, and realizing, um, I think get becoming like more comfortable with, um, myself and my own skin too. At the same time, I think we're always evolving. I mean, man, I'm 44, like I'm mature. I, I still need to mature. You know, I think that, you know, I don't want to all, all the way mature, but you know, that, um, that whole being home experience was really good for me. Um, it really, and, and Matt's me. a good example. Matt's probably a good role model like that. Cause he's got a great, um, uh, He's got the great ability to say "fuck off, no." He like he has that skill, so you could learn that from him. "Fuck off, no." True. Yeah, I, I have. Or I you could just have. choose "fuck off," or you could just choose "no." But he's really good at that part. Is that what he, he what? said to you, Savan? No, he didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. That's awesome. But I know. Yeah. But I. But I have a feeling if I kept pushing him, I might have got that. 
No. He, you know, it's funny. It's like where I lived in this environment with him and I, you know, particularly working with him, you know, he talks about it all the time. This like, it was either like going to help me win the games or not. And that was the decision. And it's so true. Like, I mean, I honestly, like it was that black and white around that, you know, our camp for, for whatever, eight years, you know? So it was, uh, but he is like that, you know. Is there an, is there uh, any element or any one question that he has with regards to HWPO? Like, like what's the question when he's making a decision mm-hmm. about that? If it's this, then we'll do it. If it's not, then we won't. Oh, you know, how, what's our north? Yeah, I mean, I think you know a little more. Um, there's a little more to it, but I think it's you know uh, we want to really run and stretch and spread our wings, but we're not going to do it unless we bring people in that know what they're talking about that specific topic or subject, which has always sort of been a why and and how for him. So I think it's like, you know, Hey, if we want to like put out a track, a swimming track, well, we're going to bring in a swimmer. Like if we're going to bring a, you know, strength track, we're going to bring in something like, he's not going to just, you know, um, wave his name around. I mean, by the way, we, we could transact a ton of business off of just his name and HWPO talking about widgets, right? Like we're not going to do that. We're going to do it right. Um, you know, we're not bodybuilders. Like we're going to bring in a bodybuilder. Like I think it's super unauthentic to, to put out a bodybuilding program. If you're not somebody that's really spent a lot of time and built expertise around that. So like people are asking for that stuff, but Matt's like, I don't know how to do a bodybuilding program. I follow somebody else's, you know? So that's yeah, it. You know, my, pers- my perspective on it is, you know, he probably had, a ton of opportunity before him. You could probably kind of do whatever he wanted. But when you're talking about a business, you know this, that there's a lot of value in establishing a foundation and building a solid base and then, you know, making decisions about what's going to be on top of that. And so it's a, it's a strange situation for him to have to have so many possibilities and then decide which ones do we actually want to pursue now and which ones maybe we want to put off to later and which ones aren't in alignment with what we want to do here. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, that's been constant throughout, you know, now it's just like, you know, he's more available to be more engaged in some things, which opens a lot of doors, but you know, the, the process hasn't changed in that. Like, I think we've always been super protective of what we associate with in general, particularly Matt and his brand. Um, so I think um, it's fun right now though. Like, I mean, it's chaos. We're moving a bunch of people from point A to point B but, um, you know, we're having a lot of cool conversations with, you know, people in other sports and, you know, people that want to, you know, platforms that want to partner. So I just, you know, I'm incredibly excited about where this is going to go. We have a lot of work to do. And it's like, you know, the challenge is staying focused on, you know, I, we still have a lot of work to do in CrossFit, you know, like, you know, really doing a great job programming for a large group. I and mean, we have a ton of people that follow HWPO training. Um, a ton. So... What's that? A ton. A ton. Yeah, that you was a we have a ton of, You said we have a ton of people following HWPO training. I'm emphasizing a ton. Yeah, a ton. It, it is. It is. Um, it's su- it's super cool, and the, um, you know, strong, very um, aligned community. Honestly, around you know Matt's ethos, it's just it's it. That's what's really fun because I think talking about Scott, Scott's sort of in that same. That that conversation is, you know, similar. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, Matt's like, you know, show up, do work, you know, um, let's put it in a day and take a step forward. And, you know, those steps are going to add up to where we want to be, the destination. So um, I'm excited. We got to get you. Are you, you Stallings' get you. agent? 
Are you stalling no. his agent too? Has his agent I'm, called you and been like, "Hey, check yeah. check yourself, brother. Check yourself." No, yeah, I, I I've gets, talked to him. Gets all puffy yeah. chested around you, his agent. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, yeah, I I have um, I've had many conversations with his agent. I, yeah, I, I think I, I like where Scott and you know and I's relationship is. I mean, if if I could ever help him, I'd help him in a second. Like I just help him through his agent. You know, I think right. it's it's um, I got enough going on. Um, You're not trying to poach Stalling. I don't poach anybody. Right, you don't poach anybody. That's right. Okay, let me ask poacher. you. You're not a poacher. Let me ask you a question, and this is um, not a fair question. So be like, hey, that's not even a real question. This is a real question. <laughs> I love it. I love the start. There we go. Um, okay. Is it there's um when you gamble at a casino? Am I going to um, spit my coffee out? Should I not drink my? Coffee? No, no, no. You're not. No, no. You're not. You can drink away. When you when you gamble, there's no nudity in this, in this question. Um, uh, when you gamble at a casino, there is the the house plays differently than than the players. I, I I think I don't gamble, but they have rules. Like I think they have to hit on certain cards and shit, right? Like if like if you're playing blackjack against the house right. and they get a certain number, they right. have to hit. So they have rules they have to play by. And you know those rules. Um, there, there were rules in your relationship with Matt when you were his agent, mm-hmm. and and now you're on his team. And in one really nasty way, I could word it. This is how I was going to word it originally, but then I went with the gambling analogy. Is before you used to make money off of Matt, now you make money with Matt. And that might not even be fair to say because I don't really understand what the, the relationship. Obviously, it's not mine. But mm-hmm. how have things changed between you and Matt? Now that you guys, you're not you're not two businesses aligned. I mean, outside of your 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 fantastic friendship, you're now one business. Is that right? Like something's your relationship, personal relationship, has to have changed with them a little bit, right? It's it's like when you get married. I don't know what changes, but something yeah, changes. Yeah, I was yeah. with my wife for 15 years. We got married, and something changed. I was like, whoa, that was weird. <laughs> it is it is funny to to say that. It, yeah, because I mean. I- that is true with with marriage. It's like okay, now what? Uh, that isn't the case here. It's, um, I mean, it's just been. I don't know. It's like you know, people look at or hear the words and say like, ah, oh, that's a crack of shit. But it's just like been a really easy progression. Um, next step hasn't changed anything. Our our personal relationship is so strong that um, it just makes it you know even even easier to do what we're doing at this point. Like, you know, you were saying money off of and money with that's never sort of been the case. Like, I think we've always just been, you know, my success was his. Um, We never looked transactionally at anything and it was always, you know, and even today a forward investment mentality that, you know, was, was going to get us to the destination. So I think, you know, again, that's the way it is with this now. Like we want to put a hundred thousand people on this platform. We want to, you know, have HWPO be this, this beacon for, you know, people to see on multiple platforms that, you know, that's where they want to be from a training of, you know, their mind and body perspective, like, you know, validating whatever it is out there. It's like, Oh, HWPO is here. I'm going to, I can do it here. I can, but they, um, yeah, I don't, um, that's a really good question. Sevan. like, I don't, nothing's changed and will, um, we've always spent an immense amount of time together. We've always talked daily. Uh, we've always had a lot going on. I've always known everything, like honestly, almost to a fault about Matt. Like I, you know, in order for me to be able to be what I was with him, 
it was like, I got to have it all. Like, I can't help you if, like, something shows up here through um, the media that I didn't know, but you were holding in or whatever it was. So, like, it's that makes business super easy because, and he'll let it ask him, he'd tell you, like, he just, you know, we sat down and just, he said, this is what I need from you. And this is, you know, you know, this is what I expect from you. Uh, what do you expect from me? All right, let's do it. And, and if that evolves or changes, let's change, you know, there's change to that. Let's sit down and talk about it a little more and make sure that we're aligned. But um, he wants me to run this business and he believes in me. He's seen it um, from other things I've been involved in. And, you know, he's going to play a heavy hand in that because he's so articulate with the brand and the product. And, but yeah, man, it hasn't really changed a whole lot. Like, I don't, do you guys I don't expect. Ever? You guys fight ever? No, no, we really don't. Like we have, um, I wouldn't even call them fights. Like they're like perfectly uh, acceptable moments of frustration with like a, somebody has said something somewhere or done something where it's like aggressively. We're both fiery people. Um, you passionate. are. You're, you're fiery. I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty passionate. I mean, I'm. Sometimes that passion, I'm. I can be emphatic. Like I'm not. Um, I'm not like I'm not. Oh yeah, right? I do know a story about you being fiery. Who's that? I do know a story. You cry. Um, a couple years after, you called Brian Mulvaney and gave Brian Mulvaney a piece of your mind. I did. Wow. I did. And when I heard that story, I was like, wow. I did. That's pretty amazing. Okay. Okay. You I do. Fiery. I do have that. Yeah. That's right. like, wow. You cross me or you cross you know, people around me, like you will see that. And wow. You know, when I have like a lot of passion for someone. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, it needs to be, you know, directly. Um, I think, I think that emphasis needs to be put on it to, to make sure people see, you know, that, or that person sees that it's meant again, it's not often. Um, but yeah, we don't honestly, I don't think we've never had a fight man. And we do have some funny moments that he would characterize as us like bickering or having a fight, but they're mostly competitive related. Like when I drove to the Home Depot, people have heard that story. And like he, he was, or, like, or when you beat him in Karen, yeah, no, and, and he was just like bullshit at me there. But like I deserved it. I mean, I wasn't fucking paying attention. So it was like uh, that was like 2014. Um, I, I want to propose but, something to you. What's that? You ready? About 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 Matt, and then and then you can just be like, "That's bullshit," or or yeah, you're right. Um, I oh, I had this guy on the show the other day, a super duper successful investor. He's got twenty thousand people working for him, one hundred and fifty different offices around the country. Crazy ambitious fucking dude, like nuts ambitious. And um, he he instead of having affirmations around his house, he had shit that people said about him that pissed him off. Was it Michael Jordan? No, it's kind of, kind of Michael Jordan. It was Patrick Bet David. And Matt's got, he, you, you, he, this guy, this guy needs, this guy, this guy kind of lives off of that. And those kind of people are kind of scary because you could slip into that for them. I see Matt as that same way. Matt is fueled off of that second place metal that he hangs out with and he talks about. I know. He's also like that with people. Like he needs some villains in his life in order to, villains might be too strong, 
I, I, I want to make this lighthearted. But, but, but the, those people are motivating for him. Yes, yes. And And it's not a good role to be in. Are you ever afraid you could become that person? You could be like, well, I'm going to use O'Keefe for that. This, or are you, are you, are you insane? Like, because I always wonder that about you and Sammy. Could you guys ever, I mean, it's, it's I think that's his play. It's a good question. It, it, but, you know, but the answer is straight no. Like, it just, yeah, I, I totally get where you're going with that because I think a lot of greats use resentment to fuel the fire. Like, that's not, um, I don't think any of them are different in that. Like, you know, you said I couldn't, so I did. Um, right. But, um, you know, nah. I mean, because I don't, like, it's not like, you know, I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's those like, people don't even need those people don't even need to hear you say it. He could hear from someone else, Matt O'Keefe said uh, this, yeah. and then just hold on to it. And then all of a sudden you're I mean, he's got you in pretty close. I don't think he could turn you into one of those guys. It's like this too. Like people don't yeah. read there's this Dow is saying if they lie for you, they'll lie to you. And that's a hard one for people to to comprehend. It's the same thing why sending soldiers away to war is so crazy because you think they all come back killers. You send away uh, one million boys to fight, and and now you have one, and they come back and they've all killed someone. Now you have one million killers in your country. That that is a really good point. So this is something that I think is what makes our relationship so pure. I don't think people get this. And, you know, we're going through. I don't. You know. But but we don't. I completely respect. I mean, not respect. I'm completely aligned with that statement, which is like, if you watch me do something with someone else, well, you're always capable of doing that same thing to me, right? Right. I don't do that shit. So it's like one of those things where it's like I don't do things that I I I I know I don't, and I nothing that I do makes him uncomfortable. Like that's where the alignment is. Is I get you know I'm not like this fucking church mouse, but I would say that, you know, things that would make you uncomfortable to see, um, you know, as me being his agent or like business partner, I'm, I'm, I like, I put my head on the pillow at night perfectly. I promise you that. And so that part, which like, what else? Like you can, you can bicker about some shit. Like, why'd you handle it that way? And not, why'd you choose a instead of B like, that's just the way the world goes around, but you're not going to ever have an ethical issue with me. Like that, that's the thing. And I, him like, yeah, you know, you might not like my opinion on something, but like, I don't stab people or like, you know, nor does he, or like intentionally connive. So like in the grand scheme of things, like those are the things that would create those type of stresses. It's like you said over here, this, and then you acted like this. Why are you talking like this? I would never do that. Like, that's not the type of person I am nor him. So I think that kind of helps you with that. But but what you just said is so true. It's like, how can you ever trust somebody that you listen to in a conversation and, and they're like, you know, it's almost like watch this and they like are completely full of shit to get where they want to get. And uh, you're, you're sitting there like, well, okay, it's only a matter of time that you do the same thing to me to get where you want to get with me. Right. Yeah. Um, if you just kind of handle the, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the problem is that's the hard road traveled. Like, the easy road traveled is to be, you know, you know, do the play the short game. You got to play the long game. If you don't play the long game, you're not, you know, there's no foundation for you know being where you want to be long term. 
I mean, that's really it. And that then is hard and it's not instant gratification. You know, uh, go ahead, Brian. No, I'm going to change okay. this topic. Uh, okay. I'll let me finish this. It's a weird paradox because I, I don't, I don't, um, I try my absolute best never to put anyone under the rules of trust. I try to make it so no one ever has to live under my rules of trust because I want everyone to be free about me. I want it to be so you could talk shit behind my back and I'll still be your friend. You could steal from me. I'll still be your friend. I don't want there to be for me personally. But but on the other hand, it is it is the um, it's so it's so important. It's really it's really it's really bizarre. It's it's a weird. um, It's really important to trust people really 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 important to trust people and for people to trust you but on the other hand i never want anyone to feel like um you know i had had a friend in college who was a heroin addict and i came home and my bike is gone and like i can't be mad at him like it like i like that's what that that, like if you have a snake and i have a mouse your snake's gonna eat my mouth like i know you're a heroin addict and you steal bikes it's like oh fuck i'm like dude where's my bike he's like oh sorry (laughs) it's over like oh (laughs) you know what I, i mean there's like we're just people so i try to give people like it's a trip yeah that, 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 yeah. I mean, there's different Because you want people to be free. You want your friends to be free around you, right? You want them to be able to tell you that, hey, I've been secretly fantasizing about having sex with you for the last 10 years. Be like, oh, wow. You know, you want them to be. <laughs> That's what Savan always wants to hear. Yeah. <laughs> what if one, what if I was actually thinking about this today? What if one person, I just wish someone liked me for super, I, like I never had anyone like me for superficial reasons. <laughs> like I just, I just wish there was one girl who was just in my whole, it's probably that window's gone, but I'm 49 years old. What if there would have been one girl who's like, God, I just like that guy for his, his body and the way he looks. I just want like, to use you for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I know yeah. it's, it's, it's frowned upon, but like, I, I, just, I haven't like, had that problem either. That. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, people, I mean, you might be in that position now, you know, it's like, you know, you're, you got a famous podcast with all, you know, these cool people that come on. So dudes, everything I do attracts dudes. I had a, I had a great day. All I did, all I did was walk around and talk to dudes all day. Uh, he was great at throwing up. a Frisbee. Only dudes were interested in that. Yes. Yes. Just dudes. People use Brian's um, body for his Frisbee game. <laughs> Brian, um, I was gonna. I'm gonna ask him about um, some athletes. Do you want to go? That That's way exactly what I was gonna do. Okay, good. You go. You go. And then but I'll before we talk about that, I, I wanted to know, uh, and you don't have to go into too much detail. Are you are you still managing athletes in any capacity? Yeah, we um, not not much different than the you know the past four or five years with Wild and Live, where you know we have a, a team that helps the day to day with that. Um, you know, it was all under one umbrella. It's not now. Um, we're bringing. My guy Daniel is coming with us um, out um, of Loud Live as well, and and he's been heavily day to day with athletes, and we're going to hire some other people to support him as well. Um, so yeah, nothing's changing there. There's a whole other entity being established that Daniel's going to be more involved with. Actually, we're going to get some support for him, but I'm still going to advise there and be involved. And there's certain people um, that you know. I'm more involved day to day with on the business side, uh, athlete wise. So not, nothing's, nothing's really changing there. It was actually like Matt was kind of when I was moving, you know, making the decisions and looking at the moving pieces, he's like, how the hell do you not do that? Like, you know, that's been who you are from the beginning. So, well, I, I'm not, and I don't, <clears throat> that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that you're still doing that. Cause I think that you're one of the best resources out there for athletes. Um, and Daniel also is you know, working really hard and making a great, Name for himself in that regard in this space, which is What's cool. What's Daniel's last name? 
Robbins, R-O-B-B-I-N-S. He's got a Sorry. great background, pedigree, Michigan um, graduate school uh, sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just like Tom Brady too much. I'm not a Michigan fan. I promise you that. I'm a BC guy. Like, oh, well, before we get to the CrossFit athletes, what do you think about Tom Brady's decision this week? I mean, who, like, I was pretty sad he had retired. I thought he played a, like, honestly, he was 50. Um, I mean, it's got to end at some point. I mean, it's great. I got something to watch this fall. I mean, I love Tom Brady. Who the hell doesn't like Tom Brady? Tom, you like Tom Brady? I don't know who that, that's the football player. Oh gosh! Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Jack. I, uh, I refuse to part. If I see anything NFL, I I'm, I I go nuclear. He's he's. he's uh, I have to block out career, all NFL talk. I mean, seven his stats and career in, in the NFL, honestly, for quarterbacks, it's it's. I think it's almost as ridiculous as combining like Tia and Matt's accomplishments in CrossFit into one athlete. It's that impressive and that much distinguished from the field. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he is like. Has he spoken he out about greatest. how dumb the NFL is yet? No, the thing is, he also is very good at staying out of any controversial situations. He just does his business, uh, plays really smart. Uh, very, he's got, he's definitely got some cerebral capacity for football that, sep- that separates him from everyone else. But he's managed his career and his body just about as good as any any oh, quarterback he, ever could. He is the exercise guy too, right? He has an exercise program or something that talks about his long CB CB twelve method. Yeah, Matt Matt's worked with those guys. Uh, he's got like this guru, Alex Guerrero who's an awesome guy who would help Matt with a lot of stuff through his career, injury, injury prevention, just got a unique approach, um, you know, uh, nutrition and, you know, physical fitness and preparedness. It's pretty cool. Actually. All right. Seven. I got three athletes on my list. And I'm going to ask uh, O'Keefe about them in a very specific order. Good. Am I going to know who these people are? I, I have two on my yes, list. Yes. I'm very curious. Is it, the first one is seven. The first okay, one is. So how did the open go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no Matosians in the open this year. <laughs> um, no, the first one is Brooke Wells, and yes. I think you know I had I had. Um, there's just I think Adrian Peterson's recovery from ACL surgery a few years ago was like the first really high high level example of athletes now having the capacity to recover from apparently devastating injuries in a really short amount of time relative to what we're used to. And maybe there's some, I don't know about, but that was like the first one I remember. And since then we've seen that in a lot of different ways with a variety of different injuries Uh, in CrossFit, her injury at the games last year is that's really the first time we've seen someone of that profile have that kind of an injury and that live of a setting, like where everyone saw it happen. And I don't think anyone would be uh, was expecting her to do this well in the open, regardless of what was or wasn't tested so soon after that. Just curious if you've talked to her at all or your perspective on on what her recovery has been like and how well she did this past month. Talk to her all the time. Um, She's one of my favorite people in my life, in the world. Um, I've known her. I've worked with her since she was maybe 17, 18 at least, you know, Um, She's doing great. Uh, honestly, like it doesn't surprise me when it comes to her that she's at where she's at in, you know, sort of superstar through recovery with an injury, right? She just is a, I don't, I don't think a lot of people publicly have gotten the real access to Brooke to understand the real work. Like the, there is a fierce, I mean, obviously she's a fierce competitor because she's in the top of you know, the world in the sport every day. And it's such a hard, every year, and it's such a hard, you know, sport to process she's a pretty incredible person when that hit and she got injured 
in Madison. I, you know, Todd and Melanie from Noble is very close with her as well. He's helped, you know, me with her on the business side quite a bit. It's, it's a village with her. And, um, you know, we both were kind of like, she'll be fine. Like, it wasn't like, you know, you know, the, the standard, like, you know, trying to help her and like brainwash her into thinking she's going to be fine. Like she literally overnight, there was like, you know, yeah, emotional that day, but like the next day she's like, all right, like, like, what do I got to do to get back to make sure I'm at the game? No shit. Literally. Because as a fan, it was like the worst thing to see, you know, it was like so scary. Everyone loves her and everyone's like, what the fuck? Well, and there's, and, and like, that's really impressive to hear because to, even for me, there was an element of like, oh my gosh, like this was, this was, she was going to have a breakthrough season, I think, at the games, like her, her best finish against the deepest field that she's been able to do. And then to have that happen and not be able to finish it that way could have been so mentally devastating for her. So to be, to have that turnaround in one day says a lot. It's like, I mean, we didn't go to, a, I went to a lot of doctor's visits, you know, with her and Todd and her mom. Um, you know, she worked with TV 12 quite a bit, actually, too. They helped her. There wasn't any tears there. Like, you, you know, like there was never these moments where like, this is hard or like, I can't believe I'm going through this. It was literally like, just tell me what I have to do today to get where I want to get later. Like she just, it's how she is with everything. Like, you know, Brooke isn't a crier or a poor me person. Like that just is not how she processes shit. So when this came up to the open, it was kind of like my, my perspective, you know, I've tried to stay, um, you know, as high as I could above it to be like, all right, like we're making a sound decision for you, not, you know, you know, moving into the open and having to do some things you haven't done. Cause she really held off on like bring muscle up some things you've seen her post recently about mm-hmm. some stuff that she's added. But the doctor was like, dude, she's ready. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's like, he's like, she's a, but there's a physical ready and there's a mental ready. Well, but that part is what people don't realize. Like, yeah, you got to be careful with people who are too ready mentally, too, because they push the physical too far, right? It met perfectly here. That's the fear with, like, Sarah. Like, everyone's scared about Sarah because, like, is she mentally more ready than physically? Like, that's what scared us about her, her, right? Like, dude, she's snatching really big weight right now. And there's not, like, this, like, you know, she's never, like, she... She was like, what, whatever, I got hurt. Like, I, you know, the, the you say, the doctors say I'm fixed and like, this is the process. She just has a lot of trust and, you know, she makes a decision on who to trust and then she listens to them and, and does her thing. She's in, honestly, she looks great. Um, I mean, she's back doing everything at this point because I think that was like the next step when quarterfinals comes, you know, you're going to do ring muscle ups. You're going to do a lot of the things that she hadn't spent a lot of time on. She's back, and um, I'm so proud of her, dude. Like, that is um, – I think she's primed to have a great year. I mean, I don't think there's really this step back that people would think off of an injury like that um, because she's been able to maintain her lungs, you know. So she's um, been able to now build off of that and get back where she needs to be to be really successful this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, throughout the season kind of a, a power rankings up. I won't update it after the open because for the elites, it's not that great of an insight. But after the quarterfinals, I will. And I had had her 10th kind of was like 10th with an asterisk of we just don't know. But now, you know, very impressive open. Uh, sounds like she's on track to have success in the quarterfinals. And if that's the case, you know, she's certainly in the conversation for one of the, you know, possibly five fittest women on earth at this point. You just need to talk to me more, Brian. I'll help you out. 
Yeah, I have, actually, I have a couple of things I would, I should be, I should probably call you about. Was she injured when she went, when she went into that event, that yeah. snatch event? That was the story yeah, that her, we were told that her yeah. elbow was already tweaked a little bit. Her elbow had been a ongoing problem um, that you know with tendonitis strains. Um, so any hyperextension uh, before then? Too much disc golf, I think. A little, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, too much disc golf. Yeah, she. Um, yeah, she just, you know. Like, did she I, ever I'm fathom not, in a million years that that would happen to her? Was she like, no, oh, she, I was just going to say that. Like, I didn't think we'd think that, or anybody around her, that that would have happened. But it wasn't, you know, this insane surprise that she had an elbow injury, you know. That's um, what happened, right? Her elbow went the wrong direction. Dislocated. Be- because it opened up too much. Um, I think that it, it had to do with the tendon um, that that, that uh, runs on the inside of your elbow being stressed. So that's why it dislocated. It get, you know, that came out. But when you say dislocated, like, see, my arm stops here. Her arm went past that point, right? I think that's a hyperextension. Yeah. Did it hyperextension? Yeah, she, she, she does. Well, she doesn't have that anymore, by the way. And she right. does. I um, know. I heard they put a metal plate in there and it, it just locks there and can't go past there now. It goes from her is, wrist to her armpit. That is not true. Debunk <laughs> any of that, please. All right, all right, all right, all Wait, right. things you say like that are like, that's probably on the interwebs now. In, in make, you know, people are making, you know, all kinds of memes off of that. Her and Fikowski are working out behind the barn at Mayhem. Um, Stefan, should I go to athlete number two? Yes, 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 because I have another athlete too. Well, congratulations. I'm super happy. I think everyone's happy. I think she's a a, a crowd favorite, a fan favorite. I think she's one of those athletes that's um, transcended the the sport in a way that um, people just like to see her. You know, she's got that. She could could work on her smile a little bit, though. No, I'm just just kidding. (laughs) Seven, was that one of the athletes, the two athletes you were going to ask about? Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask about her and Katrin. I I, I can't believe how well her and Katrin did in the open. It's kind of crazy. I I didn't expect them both to do so well. Do you have anything to say about Katrin, O'Keefe? She's doing great, honestly. She's she's, she's uh, yours, right, Matt? She's your athlete also? Yeah, I worked with her most of her career. Yeah, she's she's a real good friend. She's in a – she just like – be, you know, made some really good decisions for her happiness being home um, around. Her I actually think that the changes she made this year and the changes you made this year are somewhat similar. Very. We've talked a lot about it, actually. Um, just like really, you know, starting to own things that are important in life, um, not important to everyone else, I think, is really kind of where she was at. And I think deciding whether... Um, you know, it, it was okay to say like, Hey, I might compete, you know, a few more years to, to maintain status quo or did, did I want to win? And if I did, like, what did I have to do to win? And, and making a change to her was, you know, a really big piece of that. And, and I think then adding some of those other things together, like moving home, um, she just missed family and particularly her grandfather, who's, you know, you know, older, obviously. And um, she lost her grandmother. So I think she just wanted to make sure that she didn't regret not, you know, wake up because she's been running around in five years from now and not have spent that time with him. Um, so she's home uh, really happy. She's in a great relationship, a healthy relationship with one of the, man, five nicest people in the history of the world, uh, Brooks. Um and just like, you know, perfectly 
aligned on a lot of stuff meant you know mentally from an athletic perspective like he's been at the top of a sport before which is really cool and unique but just a really nice human being um pretty yeah, fit guy doing, too. he is incredibly fit like i wouldn't be surprised to see him show up at the games as, in the masters category at some point if you put are him and scott stalling the same person <laughs> let's just uh, be honest <laughs> no. be honest no, no. They are That's different. not Scott Stalling they, having two lives. Seven Stallings with an S at the end. Stallings. Stallings. There's an S on the end of that. Yeah. Him and yeah. those aren't the same guy. They're not. That's two different so guys. Brooks like play likes played in the NHL. That's okay. NH- NHL. Okay, got for it. 14, 14 years. Um and had a very successful hockey career. So uh and, and the other guy plays in the sport that starts with the P PG. PGA hey, Tour. So we call that golf. We call that golf. Right, right. I got it. I wrote it down. NHL is Scott Stallings and Brooke is PGA. I got it. I got you it. got that? I got it. It's all perfect. You should, have, you should have both of them on. I have had both of them on. Not what? Yeah. You have not had Brooks on. Yeah, I had Brooks on. Well, not on this podcast. I had him on the CrossFit podcast. Oh, cool. Brooks like you had him on the po- CrossFit podcast. I had him in the room, yes. I don't know about that. I think you're thinking of someone else. Would you like to make a small wager? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, good. You, you probably had him. Yeah, that's some confidence. That's what I was looking for. I got it out of you. <laughs> All right. Well, the uh, second athlete I wanted to ask you about. Wait, wait, I want to I ask him uh, something else about catching here. So, Hey, so- Brand- Brandon, Brandon, nobody asked you, okay, buddy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Shut up, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh um, there's, 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 a, there's this, uh, and I always go back to my favorite book here. There's this Taoist saying only confused people make decisions. Um, was her, and, and I, and I know it's, it's a lot to ask you to speak for her, but, um, was this a decision or was this for her just, um, I, and I, and I really appreciate it. Katrin has not been shy about her love and devotion to her grandmother. It was, it was pretty fucking awesome. She basically used that and, and fueled that love for her grandmother to win that game. She had her grandmother's name written on the shoe. It was fucking awesome. That's the kind of stuff you'll never see ever again. Cause there's no behind the scenes anymore. Um, but, um, <laughs> Is is that was that heart is is that like something she molded on for a year or was it did she and say and I would ask the same with you about um uh, going from um loud and live to HWPO are these just smooth are these pretty smooth in both your heads I know it's two big questions like that there it's not yeah, even but a decision. Really, it's just you're just it's just life it's like you're in that flow the river i like when you're doing like i like that thank movie you, thank you. <laughs> the um that is um they're very similar uh and they're they're ran parallel paths um and we were able to have a lot of conversations along the way and i think um you know yeah, because she had a, to have a tough she had to have a tough conversation with Ben. You had to have a tough conversation with all the people you love. She had to have tough that like sometimes you just know what you have to do, but it sucks because you have to like have these tough conversations. So maybe maybe but they're you don't not. Though, that's they're a, not. Okay. They're not. They're yeah. not. If you're making a sound decision, they're not that. Like right. yeah, like it's tough to tell somebody I'm I don't want to anymore. And I'm going to go do this, and this is the why. They're not that tough. Like I don't. I think, I it's, a, I think it's a matter of semantics. I think what Savan's saying is that in your in this case, it wasn't even a decision. It was just a natural next thing to do. 
been the same for her in a lot of ways. And it's not like here, we talk about this quite a bit with our move from the prior app we were on to now. It's not, it's not about them. It's about us. It's like, we're doing this for us and for our community. Um, because there's a lot of things that they asked for that we couldn't do over there. So we're going to do it here. Right. It's the same. Like this thing was not, um, this was about Matt, me making a sound decision for my family and me and like, you know, you know, being around more of what I wanted to and being really attracted to this than it was not that right. And it's the same for cat. Cause I'm telling you, we were having these conversations along the way. Cause we were kind of like, Hey, we're kind of going through the same shit right now. Like, this is interesting and really helpful. Like, how are you feeling? It's just like one of those things where it wasn't like she woke up one morning and was like, I got to move from Ben. Right. It was just, you know, there was things along the way that it wasn't even a Ben thing. She was like, I just, you know, I need to seek this out to get better at this. And then, you know, it was a progression for her. Like they have an incredibly beautiful history. I mean, it's like, um, it's like, you know, players that win NBA championships or NFL championships with a coach. Uh, and then they go play for another team and they win with another team. It's like, well, you don't forget that you won the championships with that coach. Like they had right. a lot of success together. Right. It's just, you know, people evolve and change and especially in individual sports. Like I think, it, you know, sometimes to realize full potential um, and for people to mature properly, you do have to get a different look on things. You know, like that's just the reality of it at times. I uh, hit sort of the proverbial wall. Um, or, you know, you need a new look, um, especially with the sport we're in. Sometimes that's just like necessary. So progress, you know, it was like really it, like it wasn't a, a, like a, an, an anti this thing. It was more of a, like, I got to move forward because Katrin truly believes in, in everybody around her too, that she still has a lot of success to be had left in the CrossFit space. Uh, she just needs to do some things to get there. Um, you have not, I have had Scott Stallings on. I have had Scott, I've had Scott Stalling and Scott Stallings. I had both of them. <laughs> <laughs> and actually he gave me a really great compliment that like almost everyone gives me. So I, what I, that, I, like you have a nice beard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who, who was the other? So the, those were the athletes. That was it. No, no. I've only asked about one of the three. Uh, oh, so this Gatron was about a, Seven just d- dove in and took over and said, Brian, we don't care <laughs> okay. what you have to say. No, I'm glad he asked about Katrin. I wasn't I am very excited. I am very excited for both of them. I really do like the fact that when I don't when I think people are done, that they that they that they um prove you wrong. Yeah. I mean the greatest thing would be if 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 Rich or or, or Matt came back an individual, that'd be the ultimate. Cause I cause I don't think either of them. <laughs> You're gonna ride the, that horse until it happens. Is that? Yeah, is that I, I don't think different? either of them have the discipline or the ability to come back. I think once you leave it. Oh, you so you're just doing what we talked about earlier. Throw that resentment out the, like, <laughs> the, the thing they need to you to say, like, I'll prove you wrong. I want three percent if that works. I want three. <laughs> percent Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. Right. Uh, how is the how is Jason Hopper doing? Because I, I feel like he's been uh, almost intentionally quiet and just going about his work but i just wonder if you've had any interactions with him or can tell us anything about what where he's at right now at the start of the season the internet was even saying that he got separated from hwpo yeah that's not true um he was up in vermont you know not too long ago he came to boston we took him he wanted to kind of we we're we're close like i I love jason good really nice kid i I, uh, 
I, yeah, about the story want to help him. You guys are the same, you know. Um, so he what do you uh, love us and want to help us, or that we love him and want to help him? Which one is you, the same? You love him. Well, both. We yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> but he he um yeah he came up Boston anyway. We took him to a Celtics game. We went up to Vermont and trained a bit. Um, so I was just with him recently. He's doing really good. But yeah, I mean he's he's honestly he's great. Like, dude, he had a great result in the open. Like, I mean, it's interesting. The open's like this sort of like weird place especially now where it's like built to be for guys like us so that we can compete and be very involved and get through everything and like feel like it isn't about one muscle up at the beginning of a workout or whatever like it's a it's a more you know it's a more you know sort of capacity approached you know program which is exactly what it should be but it's really for him to be as successful as he was in the open is really impressive because you know the open's not really built for a guy you know the way he's structured. So he's doing great, man. Like he, I think the quiet and the silence and sort of that approach is like it is. Um, I mean, it's time. It's just time for him to work. Like he just wants to work, and um, you know, I think last year was like overwhelming to to some extent, where it was like you know. Nobody knew who he was. He went to the Mac and now everybody thought he was going to win the CrossFit games. Not everybody. A lot of people were like, oh, he'll, you're going to win. Even, you know, himself. Why shouldn't he think that too, by the right, way? Right, right. I agree. You know? I so agree. he, um, I think he's just like now done this sort of recalibration and he's like, I got a lot of work to do and I'm going to do it. And he's a pro now and it's awesome, you know, and you're seeing that in some of his results. You know, Wadapalooza, rogue like a lot of people look at that and be like well shit where's jason that won the mac well you know i think you can look at jason from the games and then look at those results and be like man he's making some progress you know so um he's doing great honestly like i'm pumped to see him i think we'll see him soon he'll come up to vermont for some training after quarterfinals for semifinals um so but yeah i, I talked to him quite a bit yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, the last, uh, it's not even been 12 months since the Mac, and he's probably gone through, you know, 10, 10 months of uh, a lot of highs and lows, a lot of newness for him. And it feels like uh, even through the, through that, now he's kind of in a more relaxed, calm, and focused state. There's a lot of maturity that I think has happened, but I think most people are looking at the season and they're like, I, I want to see what he does this year because it started with this huge high. There was a big letdown at the games from most people's perspective. And then kind of middle, I would say like middle performances, like some good results, some workouts where still looked like he has some stuff he could prove on it, both Rogue and Wadapalooza, very respectable stuff. But will we see a, another performance like like the Mac at semifinals this year? What can he do at the game? So I think he's on the right track. He's a really, you know, driven competitor. Like you guys know this about him, but like he um... – I mean, he has the tools, you know, there's some things that need to be, you know, fine tuned and improved. And there's some things that, you know, physically, you know, he's a different approach. The games should be and look like, you know, a platform that would be incredible for a guy like him. You know, Brent, you know, it's an analogous to Brent, you know, I've always thought that, you know, Brent would, well, he has put it together so many times, like Brent's meddled what, four times or whatever it is, three times, you know, so he just, um, Jason's insanely athletic, you know, and uh, he insanely, works insanely yeah, athletic. Mean, <clears throat> well, just, and and he's and what he did in the open this year, I think, uh, is better than you know Fikowski's ever done in the open. 
So it's just also a testament to the capacity that he has. We were talking about it last night uh, uh, in the top 10 for the men, Dallin Peppers in 10th, and he's the clear physical outlier of the guys in the top 10. Uh, the rest of the guys are just slightly smaller than or significantly smaller than the expected or average games athlete, you know, in the men's field. Um, and so for him to be right there, top 16th, I think he was at that size with all the, you know, obviously the like traits that he has that can be good in a live competition. Oh, wow. Well, well, how do you like, I mean, you on your analysis and I said, on, I don't even know how close you're paying attention to leaderboards and things like that. Like, I mean, the open is, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really tell a very good story. Well, this year's doesn't open was... tell a very good story. It tells it tells no fucking story. The open's a fucking disaster and a joke. It's no, well, it's, no. no but I hold hate on. it. I hate it. I I don't give a fuck about the average crossfitter in regards to the open. I I need someone to go to the game straight from the open so people give a shit when they do the workouts. So one of my favorite athletes and the most popular athlete no. maybe in the in in the female division, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, writes on her Instagram, uh, "The open doesn't matter." And you know what? She's fucking right, and that bums me out. Make the top yeah, five the people, people get to go to the games because I want to see fucking Rich Froning do every workout six times. Thank you. <laughs> <name's seven laughs> those, day, those days were wild, actually. I like love that shit. Re- re- repeating a lot. Well, I the Open is, is the largest sporting event in the world. It's crazy cool, right? Like, I, I don't um, – those days, though, of, like, the Open being, like, you know, ground out. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. I want more pressure on the athletes. Yeah, from an elite perspective, it doesn't really have a whole lot of weight. Right. You know, um, so it's just like one of those things, but it is an incredible sport competitive platform, though. I mean, you can't deny it. Hundreds of thousands True. of people doing the same thing is wild. True. So. We, and we talked about this last night. Is It's a right. it's a reframing. You have to reframe what to expect from the Open. And I had an article come out on uh, Morning Chalk Up this morning that talks about all of the things that were different about this year's open from previous opens. I'm not saying that it's a bad or a good thing. I'm just saying did that. Really, did you see, do you see his peacock feathers go when he said I had a morning chalk up or I think that it's a, I think that there's a lot of people that are, uh, that are asking questions or frustrated with certain things regarding this year's open. I, I think I addressed most of them in there. Um, I read all your stuff. So I am completely joking when I say that, by the way, I, and um, that, um, yeah, I mean, it you is. It, it is already, Brian. Sorry, sorry, Matt. You published it already. I can't find. Okay, I'm looking. It, it uh, came out today. It was called. I don't know where. Oh, has oh, the CrossFit has Open, open oh, entered okay. a new era? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Most of your stuff's on the Insider, right? This one is not. Oh, he really knows how to push your buttons, uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Well, I pay. I pay to read them. Who is it? Who is that lady right there in this photo? No idea. I think that's from the CrossFit Hendersonville live announcement. That might be Lindsay McGuffey. Oh, she looks like she's like the new version of Camille. What? She looks like just like the the 2022 version of Camille right there, kind of. Hey, are you Mal O'Brien's agent? Um, no. Okay. I am not. Do you, okay, do so. you have any new people? You do. I do. Yeah. I mean, Mal's obviously with us at HWPO training. And she is awesome, by the way. Um, well, she's the, she's actually the last athlete I wanted to ask you about. And I specifically wanted to ask you about something that Fraser put up on his Instagram this morning. And or maybe it was yesterday. He did a little Q&A on his Instagram. And someone asked about Mal and if we could see a full day of training of hers. And he was, his response was, uh, I'm creating a weapon. 
And if she wants to put that stuff out, that's up to her. I'm not going to bother her. I'm not going to do that. But <clears throat> the perspective I, I wanted to add, you can certainly talk about that if you want to. And, and that mindset of, you know, it's not like that's a pretty strong statement to say. I'm not creating an athlete. I'm not creating the fittest. I'm, I'm creating a weapon. And that's like, I have to think about that a little bit when, when, you, when you put it in the, those words. So maybe you, you can say something about that. I hey, also maybe Mal should come out with a shirt that says Tia Killer. HWPO should come out with a shirt Tia Killer. <laughs> the, maybe the antidote. The antidote. That kind of fits with the whole pandemic vibe. The antidote. Mal O'Brien. Do you think of these things on the fly or do you write these down ahead of time? I just thought of it on the or fly. How about, hey, how about this I one? I was the media on. director of the fastest growing company in the history of the planet. People forget that. And now I'm just to do with the podcast. Doesn't uh, – <laughs> Does the original Rogue shirt have a, an, an arrow on it? It does. So what this – yeah, you know what I'm talking about, Stefan? There was an uh, arrow. Vaguely. Vague, was it on the R or something? <clears throat> no, no. There was like an, an it was like a, a, a horizontal arrow underneath the word Rogue or something. And then was, okay. I so like this it. is like her Rogue shirt. What uh, what Miles needs to be is that same arrow, but then another arrow that comes in and splits it in half, Robin oh. Hood style. Woo. That's a weapon. And then it's a little more subtle than just saying Tia killed like that. Three percent each. Three percent each. Three uh, percent each. Okay. Three. She's um, she's incredible. I've gotten. I mean, she's she's moved up to Vermont, so she's up there day to day, spending you know a lot of time at in the gym in the morning with her um, and Jake Marconi, uh, who's her training partner, and works with us at HWPO training as well. Um, he he actually coaches Jason day to day, um, but he um, and he's also going to finish like. 40th in the world in the open, uh, by the way. Jake so, did? Yeah. Yeah. Badass. So, um, but yeah, she's, um, man, it's like, it's hard. It's like, it's like such an interesting thing. Like, you hesitate to put this, like, reminds me a lot of on people, especially when you start talking about like goats like Matt. Um, but she reminds me a lot of him in so many ways. It's just like, you know, whatever, let's play this out and like let her grind. And they're having a lot of fun together. And I think it's because they are so aligned on how they think and approach um, what they're trying to pursue and how they approach the day from, you know, associating it with that. She's, I mean, man, I have to always like look at, she's 18. It's like, you're 18. Like, dude, what? Like, it's crazy. Um, just, Knowing what I was thinking and doing, I mean, I was an athlete going to college to play sports, but you know, um, just what was you know, the, just she's tunnel focused, like you know, hyper focused. I try to think of it in sport and be like, oh, this gymnast that go to the Olympics and they're 15 and 16, so like this isn't abnormal, but it's still like we're talking about like 10, you know, like handfuls of people in the world that think and are aligned like this at this age, you know. She's really buttoned up, uh, super cool. And she's, you know, the best part, like I, you know, I had my son up there this weekend, we were hanging out and she just like, you know, her mom and dad were there and she's just good people. Like she just like, you know, she's someone that I can point my daughter towards just like so many others are like Brooke and, you know, Katrin and all these other people we work with, but she's just another person like that. Like she is uh, humble and, got great values. She's got a great family. Like you would look at that and be like, you know, how's the family dynamic? Because she's, you know, pushing herself so hard at such a young age. 
they're just like, we want you to be happy, honey. Like you do, you do you. Um, and it, they live it and they truly support it. So yeah, I'm what's excited. The, uh, what's the conversation like in terms of uh, uh, up there in the little training camp uh, of her winning the open? Is that something that was unexpected that they were like, Oh, after two weeks, man, we had a chance. We might as well go for it. Or was it just a total afterthought? It just happened. Yeah. There's like that, that hadn't, I mean, I think that's a, it's not a surprise that she won the open. I think it's just like, Oh, like, I mean, I just know how we always approach that with Matt. Like that was never anything. I will say like early on, there was some focus on it, like way back in like the 14s and 15s, but like that changed where it was like, he won the open four times. And most of those times it was, he had no idea even after the results were up because he just didn't pay any attention. It was like, dump your score and go. Um, yeah, I mean, she. Like, the reason, the reason like, I ask is because you know, Matt, is like huge training days, and then doing the workout Saturday morning. So there's been no focus on it. You know, it's like not not something. I'm struggling. That I'm really, struggling. I'm struggling. Well, the thing for me, the thing is like that when Matt was winning the Open uh, unintentionally, we can say he was in his late 20s to early 30s. She's 18, like you said. Like as an 18 year old kid, if you're winning the biggest sporting event in the world, not like. That's a, that's an exciting thing, but what I've what I've learned from being around some of these athletes and in particular the women, especially at young ages, is some of them just have this mindset that's really I can't understand. Yeah, she um, well, she did all the workouts once on a Saturday after big training days, like and won the open, so she's in a good spot. Like they, there's you know, no, that's there's the- no legacy building. O'Keefe, I find this so hard to believe, man. It's fascinating. I mean, and, and I, I mean, I believe you, but she, like yesterday in the show, I was like, yeah, she did this on purpose. I wouldn't be surprised if she did each workout five times. I'm, and, and, and I don't mean this. I don't even mean this in a negative way. Right, think, right, right, right. I think it's like you look at the mat, the rich, the tias, and when they're introduced to the crowds, it's like this motherfucker's been at the top since day one. They're all first, second, first, second, first, second, first, first, first. First, 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 and like part of me is just like, yes, yeah, she's already planning for the um, uh, um, uh, M- MWPO in uh, ten years. Uh, you know, you know, M- M- Mallory uh, work pays off. You know what I mean? Like, she's already knows what. Like, wh- why not do it to win it and already start cementing your legacy? Why not do every workout five times? I mean, that's brand building. What she did. Let's just face it, right? True. True. She beat fucking Tia. True in a lot of ways. And people um, are going to see that in five years. We're going to be doing this show in five years, and Brian goes, well, don't forget, Mal O'Brien beat Tia in the Open in 2022, and we're going to be like, oh, yeah, right. So is the process by which, you know, and I've been most involved with this, Matt winning the Open four times, truly not paying attention to it. So, like, that's even exponentially better, right? Where it's like, crazy. that's fact. crazy. But, yeah, they're, um, yeah, winning's cool. Like that doesn't hurt ever to <laughs> to, to to win anything. Um, yeah, plus, so, it, yeah. Plus, I mean, she's relatively early in her career. Like that's a little bit of a bonus money for her. That's probably really nice. I think a lot of younger athletes would get in a trap of trying to win that. That's what I think is like really cool about her in this is that she didn't try to win that, but won it. Right? Like, Why do you say you a trap? Be- Why do you say a trap? Because you, you could beat yourself up doing it, and it's not the destination. Like you know. If you're if you're a young athlete that's coming in, 
there's a lot of well again it depends on what your destination is because you are spot on like that could be a very big brand building exercise early in someone's career to say like hey let's focus on the open go win it you have the capacity to do it it's going to affect your ability to be successful at semifinals in the games but let's focus here you know it could be an approach but i would say like you know um but focusing on that is going to be detrimental like you know so that that you know, if you do those workouts four times, that's not going to help you in the next stages. Uh, I mean, I guess that's my point. And this um, this I just was curious if that weapon mindset that he talks about or he references there is something that's reserved for the Hopper, Marconi, Mal O'Brien. That's you know part of like a very small group of athletes that HWP is working for that are a very elite. Or if there's any carryover to what you guys are providing for the, the masses and the HWO programming that it might not be the same lethality of weapon, but that we, that part this program will develop humans that are resistant and resilient. Do you guys think about that at all? hundred percent. Like, I think that that's precisely what should be most attractive to what we do. Um, because uh, that mindset, which I think is going to be more developed over time so that people can consume more of it, but it's what we give access to members on is Matt talking about approach um, and how they, you know, think about their goals and how they think about the work that's put in daily to do those things. Um, And that basic, you know, gritty, grimy mindset. um, I think everybody that subscribes and comes over and does even a short period of time with us gets access to that and learns that, um, it doesn't matter if it's Mal, Jason, and Jake, Matt, or if it's me, you know, like that's, um, I think that's what's best about this. So you, you, you know what I really happy. liked about the uh, his his question and answer responses yesterday was someone asked him about if the HWPO is um, available to like uh, just your average athlete. And his response to that, he put a picture of you working out. That's cool. That's cool. Average, just just average. I, I mean, You're definitely you above put... average. That's for sure. I almost, average. I actually thought it was so funny. I almost responded to Fraser, which I would have never even thought about doing before, on his personal Instagram, and said, uh, uh, "Accidental inclusion of O'Keefe in the picture as a response to this one." <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is. You know, we get a lot of those questions. I think he can look like, well. He's the greatest of all time at this. Like, you know, what am I getting myself into? But yeah, I mean, I do this shit like essentially is a really good answer to it. So I'm glad he answered it that way. Matt, you, you said that Brooke Wells doesn't have any poor me in her. Do any of the athletes have any poor me in them? Um, I think by any, I mean, by any, I mean the good ones. The greats, yeah. Um, not really. I, I, you know, everybody's allowed that moment. I mean, I have it. I don't know if you guys would be willing to admit you do too, but like, I, I, um, I didn't like the way you phrased that, by the way. <laughs> I was, I almost, uh, I almost responded to your question by saying I do. I mean, I felt a little, yeah, I do. I do. Like, you know, I think it's just a natural human reaction at some times to be like, you know, Fuck my life, you know. Um, and then you just, you know, those who. When's the last time just... you cried? When's the last time you cried, O'Keefe? Yesterday. You did. I do often, you know. Like I, I am. Um, yeah, it was I'm a, a nice. I, I it, was a, it was the sun sunset in Vermont. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Emotional. Why did you cry yesterday? What happened? Uh, it was related to my mother. Um, yeah, I my mother passed away like a little over a year ago. I really miss her. So I think it's um, you know coming into my birthday and you know my daughter uh, was very close with her. And, you know, um, I went up to see my daughter and she was like sort of like hugging a photo of her. So it just made me cry. You know, she's you know it's it's like she's not lying around hugging a photo of my mother all day every day. By the way, she was just having a she was just having a moment with it, and it was it was uh, yeah. My mother was a pretty incredible person. So, um, but yeah, I do often honestly like I, you know, I, I you guys you guys from familiar with Jimmy Valvano, Jimmy V. So yeah, you should watch his speech. Um, they give a Jimmy V award. They've raised hundreds of millions for cancer research, but he gave this advice as he was dying at the ESPY awards. Um, you know, those were basically the sport Oscars uh, that like, you know, things you should do every day. And it's like, you know, I can't remember the exact list, but like one of them is cry, you know, it was like laugh, cry, um, you know, inspire, like all these different things. Um, and so, Crying's weird. I don't. I don't really mind. I'm kind of comfortable with it. It's like it's how you feel. Like I guess it's like you know. I don't want to. I've never suppressed how I felt about anything. Like it's. It's not always a sad thing. It's like a. It's a. It's an emotional thing, dude. You all you have to do is watch Instagram enough and like look at people's hey, stories. Even when you just said that your mom passed away, I felt my like I felt my tear ducts turn on. Do you know what I mean by turn on? Yeah. Yeah. Like I heard them being like, "Are we wait? Are we are we are we on?" Um, uh, why do we cry? I know this is off subject. What's the um, like? Do you know what I mean? Like, if someone throws a ball at you, you go like this. Like, we could have to. Like, why, yeah, like, why, don't we, like, why don't we like, yeah, like have to go to the bathroom instead of like cry? Like, why is that the reaction? You mean? Yeah. Like, what's the what's the value of crying? What's the um, like like your penis gets hard and you know why? It's either to stop urine from coming out while you're asleep, or it's because you got to bone someone. What what's crying like? I don't get I don't get the the whole crying thing. I don't know. Like they're they're you know because it, we know. I mean, every reaction your body has is is a a defense for your body to you know it's like a safety measure, right? Like I don't know what the answer right. to that would. It's be. either to run or to bone. Those are like most of the responses can be put in two buckets. <laughs> I don't think the crying thing can be put in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what's weird about it. So I, ha I had my first crying incident in as far back as I can remember last a couple weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. Uh, and, and I was just caught so off guard by it. I left my – I bought my son a <coughs> wheel, which was really hard to buy him. And it was really fucking expensive. And I it was at like 2000 bucks, And and he was riding it every day for like three months. And I'd take him to the beach and he'd ride it. And we let we came home one day and I realized that I, I didn't – he rode up to the car. He jumped in the car and I left it there. And when I went back, it was gone. And I came home. And, it, and it's, so, it's so crazy to say this, right, when the fucking World War III is breaking out in the Ukraine. But, um, but I, I came home and I laid in my bed just like – and, and tears started pouring out of my eyes. Like I, like I fucking let my son down. I fucking lost his shit. It was crazy. Yeah. Did you have your heroin friend over that day? <laughs> no, but that, I know, right? But uh, God, it was so crazy. It was so bizarre. That, that tears. I'm just, I'm just lying in bed and tears. I'm just feeling sorry for myself. I'm just telling myself what a shitty dad I was. Like tears are just running down the side of my face, and I'm like, but at the same time, I'm like, this is stupid. Like it's nothing. It's just an object that got lost. It's like. It was a trip. Yeah. 
That's um I know it's not as good as your mom passing away. I'm sorry to even bring the two up. No, no, no. It is but I relate because I have kids. I have a 13 and a 15 year old and and the um you know, I am very emotional about anything with them. Um scared for them. Like I I just yeah, I mean I can totally relate to that. Um you know, I hurt when they hurt, you know. And it's funny like you say that about like material thing. You know, um, I can like I I feel that pain when they you know are an outsider or don't have things others do. Like it's not you know I don't I'll act on those things, but it's like you know I don't um, I don't want I want my kids to have like the perfect process and experience, you know, um, and I want to be perfect for them and improve upon all the things I learned that I didn't maybe love about how maybe I went through the process. But yeah, it's. Um, you you never felt emotion until you have like when you just said is like you felt like you might have let your kid down or your kid's hurting and you can't control it. You know that's re- that's like that's some fucking pain. That's some real pain. It's weird giving your kid shit too that you know is going to hurt them. So like you buy your kid a drone and he's so happy, but you know the process. In three hours, he's going to crash it in, into the lake next to your house, and he's going to be fucking crying. And you just say, like, every time my, my kids get something, I'm like, fuck, I'm just setting them up for fucking failure. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, you got to. But it's like, you That's give them the short a skateboard. Term view. That's the yeah. short-term view. The long-term view is you're setting them up for how to deal with adversity, right. problems, things that don't go their way. You give them a skateboard, and you're like, well, I just broke my kid's arm. I just broke it. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Like, Dude, I went through this with my son with baseball where um, there was a, you know, man, it like, I, I'm, I'm even getting emotional thinking about it right now. Cause it was like, he is a very good athlete and I don't care. I want, I always preface that because like I, I grew up with in a situation where I think I was pushed because, you know, my dad didn't necessarily get all his athletic you know, stuff out of himself. So he pushed me hard and I'm grateful for it. Cause I, I had a lot of success. Um, That's the position you know, been, my kids are in. They had a pussy for a dad. And now <laughs> they have to like, they have to, my dad played college hard. baseball, but it was just like, I think he just didn't like feel like he applied himself. So it was always just like effort, effort, attitude. Like it was always too, like from my perspective, when I look back, I'm like, it was a bit much, you know, like, but I look, you know, at the time I consumed it and it helped me, but I'm like, I don't, I want my kid to be the best astronaut, like I don't, whatever, like just, but apply himself where he wants. I do not want kid. my kid going to space. I fucking do not want my kid going to space. Sorry. <laughs> but he, uh, <clears throat> he got hit. He was, uh, we were in like an all-star thing a couple of years ago, pre-COVID and he got hit by a pitcher throwing really fast. Oh God. And it changed, it, like it changed the game. He quit. Like he would, he like, and I actually endorsed it. Like he, the, the, pitcher's, <laughs> hand, the pitcher's hand would get here, <clears throat> and he would just dive out of the box. How old was and he? How old was he? It was like he was twelve at the time, and and it was like devastating because I was like, dude, you're so good at this at times, and now you're just like, I, you know, I was, I have friends who played major league baseball. I mean, I played in college. Like I'm calling everybody, just saying, like, what do I do? Do I like throw baseballs at them and like hit them and hurt? <laughs> like I don't remember. I was never scared of like. I got hit by hundred mile an hour fastballs and walked down and, and took my base. Like I didn't care about that stuff. It didn't bother me. Um, so I don't like it bummed me and it hurt me because he loves the sport and he would cry before he'd be shaking before you go to the plate. I would be crying as his coach. 
you're like, man, what am I doing to this kid? Like, this sucks. But you're also like, you go out there and learn. Like, you're going to overcome this fear, and this probably help you later in life. And I let him quit um, because it was just too much. And and I succumbed to that pain, too. I was like, man, I don't want you to hurt. Like, go ahead. You don't have to do this anymore. And he come back this week, like, two or three weeks ago, and he um, he's like, dude, dude, I want to play. He, this is how he would talk to me, dude. But he wants to play baseball again. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Um, but I'm psyched. Like I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm interested to see how that plays out. But I'm probably just doing what you know you were describing, you know, walking myself into some more fucking pain. Yeah, um, he gets hit. Now he's gonna get hit again. Hey, my same thing. My son did jujitsu fucking five days a week for three years. Some new kid was in the class, kicked him in the stomach, and um he said he felt like his urine went back. Like when he kicked him, he said it kicked him in the bladder and he said it felt like his urine went inside of him. And he basically refused to do any classes for six weeks. And, 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 and it was a huge learning experience for me at that point. I realized I don't care how good my kid is at anything. I just need my kid in the game. Like I just, I, I was like, whoa, whoa, I need to like, like, cause this is horrible. And now he's back in the game and like, I don't even care. Like if he's just having fun the whole time, he never learns anything. And like his tennis class, I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like it reset the baseline for me. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to beat Federer by the time he's 12. It's enough that he just fucking goes out there and like looks at girls. I'm good. You know what? I got to ask you this. You have the kid. You know, you have young kids younger than mine, but like it's um, it's interesting because oh, like, I think them back in the house. Tell them to get the fuck out, O'Keefe. What's that? I, uh, sure. yeah. We were quiet for a second. You let the fucking door open. The dogs came back in. Yeah, the um, you go through this stuff as a parent, like thinking like activity is always the answer. It is, by the way. Like being active as a kid is so healthy and important. Uh, my kid's a ping pong ball. He's around the neighborhood. Like I throw him outside every day. Like get off the TV, get off the computer. It is interesting though, like just to look at like today's day and age, because there is value around them being engaged digitally too, right? Just like how to balance that. Um, I think I've done a poor job as a parent with it, you know, trending more towards like, you know, shutting it off than necessarily accessing it. They, they're in a good place now with it. Like they have access to both. They make good choices for the most part. Sometimes they trend too much towards activity. Um, so, I mean, towards um, digital, like not being outside and active. Um, and I try to remind them and kick their ass outside. But um, how do you feel about that with your kids? Like, do, is it abstinence for you with them on that stuff? And then you know, slowly kind of dripping on them? Or like, where are you at with the kids with that? I, I try to ask questions. I try to be, I try to be really, you know, there was this thing I realized in college, I was barefoot for two years and people would say, why are you barefoot? And it really, really misses the mark to ask someone that the question is, is why do you put on shoes like a brain dead motherfucker? You wake up every day and you put on shoes and you don't even think why. And you're not you, O'Keefe. And you don't even you don't even you're in such denial that when I ask you why you put on shoes, you say you you have this litany of responses that you give that you've never thought. You're just a defensive sleeping pile of shit you say oh to protect my feet oh because objects are sharp oh because i don't want to injure myself and anyone who's been barefoot for two years knows that's all bullshit like when i was bare after two years i could step on a fucking tack and it didn't hurt my feet right now of course there's some people who are like well i live in fucking in the arctic circle and i'll get frostbite um so i try to raise my kids like that i try to raise my kids like what is every single thing i tell them or do or in or put situation i put them in 
doing to them. And also I have all the other kids around them. I mean, the, the, the real truth is, and this is going to sound so fucked up. 90% of the kids, my kids hang out with are piles of shit. They're, they're just, they're just, um, they've, they've watched too much TV. They've been told too many things by their parents. They're already indoctrinated. They have no, they have no, um, um, uh, like when I hear my kids talk about the color of people, it's all in reference to crayons and who's the easiest to draw. That's it. Like, like yesterday I took my kids into a mall, into a mall for the first time in their life, two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old. And they saw it as a place to run. They were fascinated by the smells and the floor. So I bought them a video game that's, that has like five on Amazon. It has like 500 games from when we were kids. O'Keefe, they're all games from the eighties and nineties. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, that, and so that's their that's their they pick one player, two player. You're right, there is value in them knowing that, but that's their thing, and they have to plug it and charge it in. And but but I don't let them see the Apple TV or like their friends at Jiu Jitsu all have those big Nintendo Swifts or like fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there is too much. There is too much for sure. I I, I can totally see that. Uh, I think we're moving to a place where entertainment is going to be the job. Um, and so I want my kids to be able to entertain people, run, jump, play music, sing, dance, and then also be good at uh, math and, and English. I also think that language is, is sorcery. I think the person with the biggest vocabulary and the most artistic use of vocabulary conducts reality. But they need to all be able to do it digitally. There's nobody that wants to go see that shit live anymore. I mean, right? there, wow. there is and there isn't, but their generation is going to be less and less that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my point was, by the way, of asking, do you know any poor me athletes? Because this is what trips me out. I, I would I would implore that everyone who's made it to the top in life, remember that they did it through hard work and not poor me. And that remember that when you feel sorry for other people, that you're actually holding them down. True. No one, no one made it to the top. Don't cut, don't cut people slack. You can love people and still ride them like a motherfucker. You can still be harsh. Don't cut people slack. Don't cut your kids slack. Hold your peers and your loved ones up to high expectations. Don't feel sorry for anyone. Give them maybe a little space. Give them a few hugs, a few attaboys, and then get right back on them and ride them. You're not helping. You're not. You're not helping anyone by by feeling sorry for them. I, I don't. Think, I, th- I think you're actually doing the opposite. I think there's no homeostasis. I think you're actually holding them down. You're validating their. Um, Jake is something that, that's not healthy for them that's uh well you're describing that that whole like everybody gets a trophy culture right it's like no sir like right. that is not a training methodology like at all like that is a very poor approach like great job jimmy you finished last here's a trophy i just don't believe in that like yeah you know great job jimmy you gave great effort i, I just like i don't i don't know how you know that that that's fine like try it hard like let's work at it you know teaching people that like hard work will get you maybe to that accomplishment but anyway whatever we're completely aligned there like i don't um, and there's a lot of athletes who do that there's a lot of famous people who do that that i see them um not they, they should hold everyone around like the i don't really know david goggins work but he holds everyone around him to it seems like to the same standard that he has yeah, we're just plugging away. Hey, yeah. fuck you. Get to work. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, get to work. What do you mean? Like, people need to hear that. 
lot of features, you know, the percentages. Have you met the the liver king? No. You know who that is? No. I don't. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint. Keith, what's on the agenda for the birthday? Ah, I don't know. I get the, I get this crew in here. We're gonna work grind on some stuff. Uh, there's just there's a lot of people moving over from uh, hybrid to to the new app. So we're just like helping people get in the right place, get their training. So I'll be working. You know, I'll probably get I'll probably get some dinner with my family tonight, which is great. All these guys came up to me, so we rented a house down the street from my house for everybody to stay in. The whole Wait, team. Vermont is south of you. Matt lives south of you. Oh no, no, sorry. I always say, oh, did I say, oh, up? yeah, yeah, I was yeah, tripping. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm do you Boston. live? Wait, where do you oh, live? I live, uh, I live north of Boston. Okay, so I'm like 20 miles, 25 miles north of Boston. So and I'm how like, far yeah. are you from the Vermont um, place? About three, three hours or so. Um, so it's it's like a couple hundred miles. Okay, the may um the Mayhem Empire has they call it the barn. Do you guys have a, does HWPO have has has that gym been named yet? Uh, meet me no. in the back. Meet me in the. Yeah. We have a gym at, gym at Matt's. Like Matt's property is great. Um, we have a really cool gym there. Um, and we're going to buy a building and build an office and build a bigger gym for athletes uh, to have their own place. That's a, that that's become a really cool gym. Like some people that Matt grew up with come over at night. Um, he's just giving access to some close friends. Um, to that, you gym. guys are gonna build like a compound that like here's the gym and there here's like three studio apartments and like come train here. Yeah, the idea would be to have yeah some places for people to stay, offices for our business. Um, wow, and then, and then a gym. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you tell Matt to be careful, man. He paint himself. He's gonna paint himself into the into a corner and be working for the next twenty years. I remember meeting him as a young man. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want to do that. He's gonna be working too much. Uh, you own the, if he if he owns the real estate, then he then it's a then it's a good situation. I agree. So. I agree. I agree. But, but, but you know what they say that the, the, there's this. Um, I, I'm gonna, I can only paraphrase it, but they say the the boy who inherits his um, dad's farm and all of his dad's tools is fucked. Usually, uh, I, I was that guy. I was that guy. I was in the car business. I, I know that well. Um, it's not the. Um, the ne- next generation is not always very, you know, very successful. There's a ton of failure that goes on at that point. Um, I picture yeah. Matt living in a log cabin in the middle of nowhere with a couple spigots and trees, like draining honey out of them, with um, like uh, five or six kids. That's maple. That's maple syrup. What what kind of syrup did I say? You said, you said honey. honey. Oh yeah, yeah. Hun- whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm a city guy. I'm a city guy. Honey. That syrup. was the most California thing you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> <laughs> so but 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 he's going he's turning into businessman businessman oh this is my one criticism for the hwpo thing and other than that that's this is the only advice i have for you in that video on matt's instagram he says industry experts yeah i just don't like that i don't like industry you don't like industry okay cool yeah, i don't like it it's good feedback i don't like industry. um it's so yeah, it's I, so it's so um it's so um corporate yeah, I was going to name a specific company, but I didn't. But yeah. Okay, when you guys are talking about the, the HWPO platform, do you ever uh, have a conversation about that, uh, you know, 
we know that there's always going to be an element of personal touch or hands-on coaching that is missing from an online platform. And how do you reconcile that? You're asking me how we do that or like you're recognizing we do do that. I mean, is it a, is it a conversation you guys have? And if so, what's like, what's the thought process around? Like, we want to give people this. We know that we can't be there in the gym with you to give you the immediate feedback, but we can give you this in place of that. Or is there a certain person that, that, that your platform maybe isn't for because that's not really possible in an online distribution? O'Keefe, wait, before, yeah. before you answer that, I want to say one thing. That is one thing that that video does do very well. It Matt talks about his personal involvement in the with the athletes. Right. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You, you yeah, that, that that's my that's sort of where I go with. Um, I think we're better than that at that than anyone, honestly. Um, uh, in even being partnered with someone else, but we're taking even more control of. We will service people better than anyone. I promise you that. Like I can look you both in the eye and be like, "That's not anything anybody will ever beat us at or me at." Um, so that 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 part. Um, you know, people will, in the end, look at what they pay for and think that they stole from us. And that's fine. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know? I love that. So that that to me is, you know, really a big, that's a big, you know, if there's five things that you list, like that's a very big goal for us always as a business. Because, and, and that's, that's a, um, that's not a trick. That's a fact of the matter that like, I want to over deliver for everything. And that creates this sort of, resource base for them to get more too by the way like when you look at like things you know and it's funny our space not industry um the um you know sort of you know gets their hands up a little bit to like profitable business sometimes that's profitable for the customers as they move forward the the people that are part of our community if we grow we're going to give you more we've proven that our entire careers matt and i and other stuff that we've done so growth doesn't mean like you know i'm building a big house or like buying a lamborghini like that no like we're we're putting that back in to grow the lamborghini app and like you know the the lamborghini experience for them get more people in experts to teach them different things like that's where that goes so it's just um yeah like i think that when somebody comes to us, they'll feel like they're very connected to Matt, particularly, which is a hard thing to scale that we've done a really good job with. People get to go live with him all the time. Like there isn't anybody else in this industry doing that. It's awesome. We're at a minute. Uh, we're at a minute and 45 seconds. Uh, That's all it was, was a minute. That was weird. Feels, That's how good feels we are. like a minute with you guys. Always. It's been a while. We haven't caught up since Waterpalooza. Um, I have a million more questions, but I think that's just an excuse. I think you might be the only person who's ever been on the show three times, by the way, Mr. O'Keefe. And I appreciate nice. that. I thank you. I well, thank I you appreciate that. At least in this, uh, in a long format. We have a lot of uh, cameo with Colton Mertens. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Jason Hopper. Jason Hopper's a cameo, man. That's true. Colton Mertens, get- does he come on, he comes on all, like all the time in cameo? He Sometimes. comes on in the comments and he came on last night, which was awesome. Yeah, that was really, oh, actually really oh, fun. Are on here right now? Great Maybe. job on the open, buddy. Yeah, he killed it, huh? He did really well. Yeah, he yeah. did. Oh. Impressive. Are you, are you thinking about, are you thinking about, oh, no, yeah, I forgot. You don't do that. Colton, right. seduce O'Keefe. <laughs> Send him a uh, screenshot of your new haircut. He's got a new haircut. He's looking slick. <clears throat> He's going away from the mullet? 
He is. He's he's he looks like a Vato. He looks like he just came out of a, a, a low rider. Man, you got to aggregate all the different references you made on the show just alone today. I think we could do like a compilation would be amazing. Just you making these analogies. I think you're the analogy man. We'll call you the the, the analogy guy. And we'll call Mal O'Brien the um, Tia Slayer. You called her that. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. like I, li- I like it. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, you know what? Like healthy competition will be great on that side. Like meeting, you know, people, you know, actually, well, people thinking that there's a chase going on there. You know, like I think I think it'll be really interesting for people who watch. Um, I'm pumped to see how that plays out. You know? No one got to beat Rich, and no one got to beat Matt. And and T, and and it's it's pretty nice of Tia to keep going in that sense that it gives these other athletes a chance because but you basically steal their soul when you do that. By that I mean their this soul, the money soul. You 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 you. you someone has to some, like Justin Medeiros. Medeiros, if he would have beat Matt then his win would have meant so much more to the fucking, I don't know, to Nike. Then if like now he's got to win like three in a row just to be compared to the last guy, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's tough mm-hmm. and it's pretty crazy that T is out there. I think everyone should be gunning for it and consider it like your last uh, Ben Smith. That, well, that's the, that was before Matt was Matt though, but, but uh, fair enough, but that was before Matt was Matt. And, um, <clears throat> and I'm speaking strictly from a branding perspective. What, what if Mal could beat Tia? It, it, it catapults her into a whole different. I do agree that is, that is a big that is a big hurdle that I don't you know I've never even thought of it that like not many have really beaten a champ you know in the grand scheme of things. That's really interesting. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and I think we've seen some of that drama unfold on people who have right. You know, like when catching one. You know, beating a champ, and so that stuff's super cool. Um, Tia's first win, like the the drama around that was intense. But didn't it, yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like Katrin beat a champ because uh, the previous year Camille had won, and she had be- not beaten the champ because Sam Briggs didn't make the games that year, and Sam Briggs had won, but Annie hadn't made the games that year. So it was like this kind of weird thing where like who really was the champ when Katrin came on the scene the closest competitors were Tia and Sarah who also had not previously won so it was really when Tia beat Katrin finally that that was the first time that we had this kind of feeling that someone just beat the champ so shut the fuck up that's what Brian just oh no you're right no that you were thinking correctly that it, it is yeah. a strange dichotomy in the sport that we haven't had a lot of people beat the champ because the champ was either unbeatable, retired, or didn't, or wasn't in that season for whatever reason on the women's side a couple of times. I think Katrin was uh, the most, maybe outside of Rich, the most charismatic champ that the that the sports ever had, and she did it twice, which is pretty amazing. Not James Fitzgerald. No, I mean he was great. They're they're all they were all great. Don't get me wrong, but 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 Rich and uh, and Katrin are kind of in their own. Um, league in terms of charisma they, they're they're they're, they're you were saying that rich is charismatic yeah rich roney <laughs> you don't see, you don't see him as charismatic rich roney i don't i don't know i mean it's not a knock saying that i just feel no, like no. he's like very close to the best like i don't um i see that with Catherine. couldn't agree with you more um who, who's hmm. the most charismatic male to win the games? 
Jason. Jason? Yeah, Jason probably. Because, like, Miko's got an edge to him. Graham's very reserved individual. Ben's very reserved. Fraser's, I would think, like, more rough edged. I would probably say Jason. Jason. Fraser's rough edged in terms of a competitor. I have a feeling Fraser's a little bit of a softie if you get to know him personally. (laughs) Well, you're going to see that charisma post with him, but that was like a tactical. Right. Decision on his part to be the way he was. He is charismatic. Um, But Jason, for sure. All right. I got to go, Seven. In uh, 10 minutes, I'm going to be on the Get With The Program podcast, rehashing some of the most famous moments in CrossFit Games history. Two of my favorite, Bill Grundler, Chase Ingram. What time is that at, uh, Brian? Eight minutes. Oh, okay. I'll be tuning in. Are you guys going live? Yep. And uh, Get With The Program on YouTube. Mr. O'Keefe. Is it, this was live, right? Yes. A, a lot sure. of people watching, too. Thank you for being the most charismatic um, agent um, in the uh, history of the sport. I'd like to have you back on and ask about um, uh, Wadapalooza and what's going to ha- happen to that and all sorts of stuff there. And I can't wait to um, – we didn't get to talk about the app at all, really. Um, but good yeah, catching go up with you. Yeah, do it. Yeah, come over and join us, though. It's uh... – amazing we'll get you guys logins too so you can tell us how how you like it yeah and tell matt not to be afraid to come on this podcast there's nothing to be scared of tell him not to be afraid well i'll I'll bring i'll bring him next time okay good all right maybe he'll feel safer with his binky here (laughs) (laughs) dude uh, that would be awesome if fraser would wear a binky shirt that said (laughs) o'keefe It's a picture of a binky. That would be awesome. Uh, I think he's very comfortable in his own skin and being on a podcast with you. He's been a very busy man lately, so we'll do it. All right, anyway, dude. Thank you for having me, guys. It's always great, and uh, I get to celebrate my birthday with you guys. So it was great. Happy birthday! Thank you, Matt. Happy birthday, Thanks, bro. guys. Great to see you.